Welcome to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The way I can give support to the world right now is by showing up. Uh, The most important thing is don't think just that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself. Show up. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is Dr. Nancy's passion and her purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of her favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up in my conversations. I build relationship. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Julie Hermelin is the co-founder and managing partner at Gutsy Media, a research-backed, entertainment-forward, narrative change storytelling studio, and its sister nonprofit, Wake Up and Vote, a seasoned creative producer working at the intersection of entertainment, issue advocacy, and healthy communities. Her projects transform complicated ideas into engaging and emotional narratives to expand the cultural conversation. Gutsy's work looks to bring people together by opening windows of consideration so they can solve the most pressing problems of the day. Now here's Dr. Nancy and her guest, Julie Hermelin. I'm going to start out by doing something very, very important. I want to talk about you, how you got to be you, the person I'm talking to today, because we've all had, you know, when somebody sees some, a woman that's successful, she's got a, a they look at the vita and you look at the, the background and the talents and the abilities. Women get very, very anxious about somebody else being smarter, thinner, better looking. But the point is, is that typically every woman that you've ever met, including myself, has been through journeys and trials and tribulations, peaks and valleys. And these are these are what bring us together as women are those stories. And you're a storyteller. But tell me your story and how do you got to be you? My story and how I got to be me. I am I am one of five or nine children, depending on how you slice it. I'm very, very close with my four cousins who were kind of right. We were kind of raised together. Um, and so just within that, you kind of, I remember reading uh, Lord of the Flies and I was like, oh yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like it was a scrum uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the 70s. There's a lot of kids running around, you know, so you really, you had to have a, a fairly strong sense of self to, to survive out of that, even though it was also equally really loving. and. I have to say, just where, where, that, where are you in the birth order? I am number four of five. Number four. Okay, well, number four of five, and after- and I've got three sisters and a brother, and you know, in that kind of family of five. And I think I am blessed by a family of strong personalities. That has to be apparent from what I've read about you. Well, you know, and then, and that is like for for both good and bad. I think all of my siblings are, you know, kind of amazing, amazing, strong forces within themselves. And you kind of have to rise to the occasion. Don't they say that you are a combination of the five people you spend the most time with or something? Uh, you, sp- you become the people you spend time with. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Plus so the genetics. That. Plus the genetics. 
and and my parents also right incredibly strong personalities both my father and my mother anyway so but my path kind of professionally uh making your voice heard getting your story told getting understood and trying to translate different ideas different personalities you don't realize that even in the kind of the fighting of your youth that you know you're constantly trying to translate your point of view right and so within that right i loved television i loved movies i remember really specifically seeing um time bandits when it first came out and it was such a fantastical journey that yeah. film and i just this notion of, of really being able to see your imagination on on screen and then concurrently as a woman at the time, right? And not seeing ourselves reflected. And and what does that mean to see ourselves reflected yeah, in our yeah. stories? Yeah. Um, and and in that notion of like, and so that, and I was a dancer. I was a dancer and I loved to dance. I loved to move. What kind of dance? Um, I did everything, ballet and tap and jazz. I was like all the dancing, but classical ballet, really. But I was wow. never going to be, I was never going to be tall enough. I'm not a, I'm not a tall person. I don't come from a tall family. <laughs> Well, are ballerinas tall though? Yeah, you got you need tall. to be like five four to be in the court of ballet, and so I was okay. never going to be tall enough to be in the court of ballet. Sadly, couldn't get taller taller shoes. Exactly. So I <laughs> was like, shoes. I was like, maybe I want to be a choreographer, and so it's like maybe that's my path. And then, but I also, you know, I for me when I really did found filmmaking as as a profession, as an art form, I was like, oh, it combines this movement of dance and this poetry. I, I used to write poetry. So I, that notion of writing poetry and filmmaking and combining all of that, that really is what led me then to kind of say, oh, I want to be a music video director because that combined all of those things that I love. And this idea that I want to make stories that do capture you know, at least at that point, you know, we kind of go on this journey of self to community, self to other. So at that time, and I'm, you know, late teen, early 20s, I'm like, I want to see my story on screen. Now I'm at a point in my life, I'm like, there are so many stories and we really, there's so much access to filmmaking tools. It's, I didn't realize it at the time, that that is where that storytelling is a root of empathy and empathy creation, but it's also part of identity construction and identity building. Yeah. We are, are, we are our stories. These we are the stories are we stories. tell ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, and, and, you know, storytelling, if we, if we stop and even think about the concept, I mean, we're talking about storytelling more than we've ever talked about it in the last, this last year or two. And I, I don't know if it's because of COVID or whatever, the relationships that we've been developing, but it's really become, it's coming down to storytelling. I'm on the National Women's History Museum uh, board. And it really, it's all about storytelling. But remember, if we remember our history, we go back and you talk about culture, changing culture through stories, which I think you're absolutely correct in, in the whole persona. But the only way we learned anything was storytelling because we didn't read. We didn't, we, you know, we could, we pictures and storytelling is how we pass down from one, uh, one generation to the next. So in some respects, we're just kind of going back to most the most important. But we're going back also because we are in a day now where mm -hmm. we live a little bit in a choose your own adventure media landscape. We really wow. do. And within that context, right? Society is a set of shared narratives. Yeah. So 
we live in a global society, yeah. yes, but we also don't live with shared narratives yeah. because there are so many narrative paths and Absolutely. narrative bubbles that we're all learning, you know, that we're all existing in. So, you know, there are these people that are the seekers, right? You know, we, we do a lot of values-based audience analysis and research so that we can learn how to tell stories to different audiences based on their values. And there are people whose value is to be seekers. And those people whose values are, are to be seekers, they want to learn other people's stories. They're, they're curious. They want to kind of explore the peripheries. And what that does is that kind of continues to push the boundaries of certain stories and certain shared narratives. But then there are people that really don't, that really like their their comfort place is a place of very traditional narratives. Yeah, day to They're, day. Day to day or also grounded and or historical narratives, right? right. There, there's a value that the change is not something that is comfortable to them. Yeah. And so in this notion that everyone is coming up with like their own narrative bubbles, how are we bringing these narrative together, these narratives together? Yeah. How are we creating more shared narratives and more shared language yeah. between the seekers on the farthest edge and people that are more traditionalists at heart? Because everyone wants to be the hero in their own story. We can learn from each other. You call it the windows of considera consideration. And I really like that terminology, but I, that it's about bringing people together through storytelling to solve problems. And I really like that because you know, and we, especially women, this is one thing that women are really good at. It's when we're, we're about narratives, but we're also about storytelling. But when we come together, we're also problem solvers. Who takes care of the community? Who, take care of, who takes care of the family? We're there solving problems one after another. And we're looking at the big picture, the details, but the minutia, but the, the big picture as well. So, but the window, I like that windows of consideration has a real nice, uh, I, I like it, you know, and, and, you know, we, but we can't become what we can't see, what we can't hear and what we can't read about. So t you are the ultimate, one of the ultimate storytellers. You are a seeker, but you're also a storyteller. And, you know, your background, when you talk about the culture and changing the narrative, but MTV, I mean, MTV was like nothing we've ever, ever seen in, in the history of TV, period. It was, and, and of course, gutsy media. I mean, they, they come together so beautifully, but it, it, it tantalizes people to live on the edge of this. And yeah, still there's that tradition, but still, you can still live on the edge but still go back to the tradition. So I think MTV, uh, you know, a lot of us, we grew up on MTV and that was, that was the most important thing for many of us was just to say, you know, the possibilities are endless, you know, and it's about having fun. It's and too many hours watching MTV for sure. <laughs> but I do love that you kind of picked on that phrase that, that windows of consideration, because I do there's two things, right? You could show someone an aspirational vision of this positive future, right? Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean it necessarily will sink in. People yeah. need to come to their own conclusions. Well, I'll they, take what I want. I'll take what I want. Yeah, well, everyone's coming with their lives to whatever story you're telling. And you may not know their lives or you may know their lives. So how are we really deeply listening right you know 
your life, which is a life of, you know, this love, this love of riding and horses and ranching. Like that's, you know, this is, you're coming to any story you're listening to with everything that you are, right? So what are the ways I can have you consider a point of view that you might not have considered before? And I can only do that if I can hear and understand your life. Yeah. And then frame my storytelling so that it can, you can find yourself in it. Yeah. But, but uh, Julie, you know, one thing about women, we are not good at sometimes sharing our stories. And this is what we're doing with this, even this thing that we're doing in Washington, D.C., this National Mall, is storytelling, bringing everyone together and everyone will take what they need from it. And then some, some will bring what they, what they have to it. But, but again, women need to be better storytellers. We need to tell our stories. We need to, when I meet you for the first time, I'm going to tell you, who are you? Tell me who you are. And that's, that's how we begin that relationship. You know, I mean, right now I feel like we're developing a very positive relationship. And when I see you in person, I'll come over and give you a big hug. But we women have such a wonderful voice and have such great stories that we need to keep sharing with with everyone, men, women, children. We've got to bring the stories together because it becomes richer and more valuable to each one of us when we do that each and every time. I also think like to that point around sharing and storytelling, you know, I do think that we're in a transitional period and we've been in this transitional period um, for women, right? When we are telling our stories in the public sphere and not the private sphere, right? You think of kind of early, early 60s versions of, of feminism where women gather together to tell their stories and what does it mean to enter a domain, as it were, that has not been a domain that has been yeah. Yeah. one that women were a part of constructing and now needs to look a little different to accommodate what women are bringing to it? And I think this next generation of women and the generation after that, right, like millennials and Gen Z and even the ones coming up, right, like, like they're reinventing what it means to be women in the public and private spheres yeah in ways that you know we were kind of the generation just ahead of us and us there was still competition in a way that was not yeah it wasn't storytelling it it was comparisons and competition it was comparison and competition and we had this you know zero-sum gain mentality that we were entering it entering it with and i think you know, we've been really conscientious and conscious of saying, how do we rethink of those paradigms? How do we think about that relationship with my, you know, with the other women in my life where I'm not looking at them as the competitive, the competitors, but I'm actually realizing that all of our boats are going to rise together. And I know when I was coming up as a young filmmaker, right, I was one of the, you know, the onlys, right? Like I'm of a generation of a lot of like, one and onlys or yeah, the second I, I, I've, one. I've been in a lot of t- a lot of rooms as the only female. I understand that. It's not it's it's not it's lonely, but you, you gotta get to the table somehow so you can bring other women along. But it's not only lonely, it it fosters a sense of oh there's only room for you, right? Actually, you know what? Forget that. 
we need to bring all we need to bring yeah. each other along we need to listen to our stories with each other with compassion and humility and and desire to like allow to see some of us to rise while other uh, us take the back seat and know that it's like a seesaw we're all on or or a merry-go-round we're all on right but as long as we're all on the merry-go-round we'll all pop and and you know rise and fallow like we all have our moments but we're all doing it together and i think that is a story that we can really tell to other women that we do need to kind of well just just because of course what's most important is women connect for good is all about supporting women other supporting women and men to do this like-minded thing about change the world for good we have what they call the lift lift up campaign and so when you lift as you rise and you bring somebody else with you guess what we all rise and this is this is a campaign that we'll have we'll send it to you and let you look at it you know and we we didn't even get into all these questions but you know we did get into the op uh, opening windows of consideration storytelling but wake up and vote your social not nonprofit your social profit organization because those are the things that we're going to DC we're going to talk about claiming your power, reclaiming your power. We've always had it. We've never lost it. We're just reclaiming our power, but getting out with representation, with storytelling. And this is what we're going to be doing in November. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited to meet you and know more about you. And, you know, this is, this is our first exchange. Yeah, so I'll tell you, so wake up and vote. You know, we've got C Media as our is our storytelling studio and wake up and vote is our social, you know, right. What is the phrase you use? Really social like, profit instead of non social profit, social profit, social profit. I hate nonprofit. I'm right. a 501 C3, but I'm a social. I love that phrase. And yeah. this is like, when we talk about narrative change, that is narrative change. How right. are we reconstructing these realities? Because words and images are so loaded with yeah. assumptions that we bring to it. So social profit, absolutely. Like we need to be building social trust, right? We need to be investing. If all the social, in if all the social profit organization disappeared, we wouldn't be functioning today. Absolutely. And so what we look to do with Wake Up and Vote is how are we supporting frontline organizations that, you know, really are reflective of the needs, wants, and desires of their communities. Organizations that have, you know, that are coming from their communities, they're there to, to hold their electeds accountable, to make sure that the problems and challenges of their communities are being uh, resolved and addressed locally, and that ladders up statewide, federal, right? Because Absolutely. We all want to live in these communities together and we want our communities to be healthy and thriving. Yeah. But it's a lot to have our jobs, raise our kids, take care of our parents, be good neighbors, be good friends, and take that extra you know, vision of our civic responsibility because democracy is inherent in democracy is civic responsibility. We need to be we need to be engaged. If you don't show up, I haven't say this, if you don't show up to your community, then you're going to be living in a house that someone else has painted. Absolutely. You're going to be living in a house someone else has built. Right. right. You need to participate in whatever way you can. And sometimes you can't, and sometimes you can, but you might have the friend that does, or you have this or these organizations 
you know, yeah. bring it. And so we try to provide these organizations with media that can tell their stories, that can reach their communities, that can have more people know about them and engage with them. And again, really tell the stories of, of what they're doing and what they're growing and building in ways that are affordable to them, that brings other funders on board. And from my music video background is always entertainment first. And we can also tell people like a lot of times organizations want to lead with the problem or they want to lead with like the program, right? Like we are doing this thing. Like, no, what we tell them is lead with your vision. What do you want your world and community? Get people on board with changing the world for good. Changing your, 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 your block, your neighborhood, your town, like everybody, everybody wants to live in a harmonious thriving environment sure. and our challenge is how do we try to solve that problem and it might not be the first solution and it might not be the second solution and it might not be the third solution but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. but if we don't focus and have intentions on what we truly want we never get there and and iterate on it and and ah. be giving and generous with our neighbors and just say like okay this is a community problem let's all come to the, to the table and listen what what are all of our varying needs and how can we try to get there together? If we don't have a common vision and that's where storytelling comes in, what's the, what's the shared vision? The shared vision and the mission, the mission matters. We could talk forever, but I, I always promise people that I will take 30 minutes of their time because I know people have many, many things going on and you have things that you're doing too, but I'm looking forward to meeting you personally and continue to have our our conversation and, and our storytelling that we can share with one another. But Julie, thank you. Thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Nancy. You have a wonderful, it looks like the weather's great there, Arizona. Is- right, now, right now it's about 102. Okay. <laughs> have a wonderful day. I look forward yeah. to your future great storytelling uh, times together and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.